Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hope everyone's enjoying uh, this daylight savings time, one hour then later hangout. Feel free to raise your hand, come on up, say hi, say what, what you've been up to, what you're looking forward to next week. Got lots of, lots of good stuff in the pipeline this, uh, this month for you guys. Crazy amount of stuff, actually. It's uh, pretty wild. FA is coming on up. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, How are things this week? Here. <laughs> oh, things How are good. Th well, pretty good. We had a, a bit of a weird week on our side. We were... Uh, we're totally ready to launch AM Ghost and uh, get those friends for AM Ghost. But then Ave launched V3 on us and told me uh, literally like like 30 minutes before we were ready to deploy uh, the contract. They're like, oh, by the way, uh, you should use V3 instead. <laughs> so that has caused <laughs> some delays and uh, threw us into a bit of a pickle. We were totally ready to ship it. But... Uh, V3 is cool, so we are kind of looking through the contracts now and seeing what's changed, and uh, not not too much, but a couple things kind of have slowed us down a little bit. It's kind of annoying, but other than that, very good. V3 is going to be interesting because I, from what I understand, there's going to be some cross-chain abilities after that. I wonder what that's going to do for Ghost. Like, it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's like one of their biggest uh, features. I mean, I guess they're gonna deploy like uh, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Like if if Mark Zeller comes on, we should ask him uh, how uh, V three will work with Ghost. Because yeah, I don't really I don't really understand that much. Like, are they gonna deploy AM Ghost on uh, on Phantom or probably not? Right? Like, you need to get the asset deployed there for it to be added. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like I'm not sure how they're. Yeah, I'm not sure how their like cross chain part of their you know like their smart contract works, but I'm assuming there'd have to be liquidity on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Hey, Anik, what's hey, going yeah. on? How you doing, man? Yeah. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, just uh, yeah, I just want to say hi and also encourage anybody uh, guild leaders to submit your uh, details about your guild to Fireball.gg because there will be some unique. Uh, we are developing some unique capabilities and uh, it will be beneficial for for any guild. Oh. You want to and, give a uh, quick much... preview? I'm I'm my interest is peaked. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, a bit later, but also okay. pretty excited about the game and preparing um, a lot of new stuff for um, to launch it along the game release. Cool. So uh, we will develop along with you guys and um, yeah, a lot of new things are coming from Ordin GG Guild. Beautiful. I'm just checking it out right now. Actually, uh, I'm on fireball.gg. Looks looks incredible. You know, you've added in quite a few things since I was here last time. Because uh, you know, you have you have the you've had the client and the raffle calculator, 
that I've used regularly. Now you have a tab that says guilds and yeah. you have all these guilds in there. It looks really interesting. That's cool. There's a lot of guilds. Yeah. There are so many. Super cool. We, I really think uh, like encouraging guild are cool because with guild you actually uh, you're receiving like team fully like de development or other kind of or like design or other specialities team. It's very beneficial for for the DAO. I think that's one of the topics that's been touched on recently uh, when I was talking to uh, one of the game leads for YGG. He was talking about how, you know, their intentions are to do mass coordination and collaboration with other guilds. I think that's going to be really important. Like once things really start get rolling, you know, when we start actually building on the Gachiverse and getting ready for like the great battles, it's going to be important to have coordination you know, between mm -hmm. guilds. And I think, you know, building tools that allow for that is going to really make things a lot like easier to do that. You know, what, what is the coolest way to collaborate actually uh, between the guilds is uh, farm together. Like um, if, if you can agree on some Ali, uh, Ali crest, uh, you can farm together. And it's, you, you basically have this event where you come together and hang up. That's really cool. So, what, uh, sorry, sorry. But for this, probably uh, part of your gotcha should be, but but you can you can belong to a couple of guilds, right? Oh yeah, Depending yeah. Your your gotchas can belong to up to seven. Although realistically, probably at the beginning, I think there's uh, the, the highest levels we have right now are like level twenty, level twenty one. So won't be able to get seven quite yet. But yeah, eventually. So you, mm -hmm. so you can just agree on some uh, item, say fireball, and another guild has the same, and uh, you you both come together farm. It's like very nice uh, diplomatic mechanic. This crest thing. Yeah. I yeah. Think so. Have you? Uh, were you around when I was kind of going over my idea for another way of uh, how we could do the leader, like the leaderboard for the guilds instead of doing an auction. Haven't had time to put that post out yet, but it will be pretty soon on the DAO forum. Uh, we've yeah, been running some numbers. Missed you missed it? Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, so right now, the way that we put in the, in the Bible was with an auction that would happen every three months. Uh, but it seems like there was a lot of, uh, you know, we we knew this kind of going in, but there's some potential griefing situations where um, a a non-guild member could potentially spend a lot of glitter on a certain wearable and kind of and want to own that wearable for the next three months, and and guilds that have kind of been there, built their identity around that wearable would uh, have to move or you know have to spend more glitter to get the get it back from that person or that entity. So it's a, it's an interesting model. And I, I think it's a cool use case for uh, the GBM auction. Uh, but there was quite a bit of uh, discussion in the community. And so uh, we are we had another I, uh, idea. So we went back and kind of fleshed it out a little bit more. 
which was more of a uh so originally the idea was that one gachi lodge would only be able like each gachi each wearable could only be used by one gachi lodge at a time because that gachi lodge would own the crest uh but in this other model the there would be unlimited number of gachi lodges and any lodge could uh set a specific uh wearable that they want people in, to join their guild for uh but the 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 leaderboard idea would come in basically uh, every week there would be a, a new fresh leaderboard that's created and whoever's whichever guild uh gachi lodge and its members are on top of the leaderboard that week would have like a certain multiplier to how much they their wearables are going to earn from uh gachi from the guild channeling and so what this would do is you would uh you'd have maybe potentially 10 fireball guilds but only one of those guilds would actually end up uh being at the top of that leaderboard for that week and would have the biggest payout of of alchemica for for that week there could be potentially you know 100 guilds uh, on the leaderboard or 200 or 250 probably wouldn't really you wouldn't really wouldn't really want to go beyond that too much basically enough for one wearable type one wearable id um that's what kind of kind of what i'm thinking so we have and about what is 200 the what is the what's formula? that what is the formula or criteria for leaderboard? What so the formula, the, yeah, the criteria would be how much your guild, how much glitter your guild is spending within the game for that week, you know, on in-game activities or uh, burning it for speeding up installations. Uh, it could be on public goods. It could be on uh, spending to buy potions for for your AP or your HP. Basically, so basically encouraging de uh, economy and development. Yeah, so that one one cool idea would be, uh, like, as the devs, we, we don't want to build this entire world out for the community. We want to build the tools for the community to then uh, be able to, build, like, build the world in their image. Like, each each area, each district, whatever, could could look a little bit different. And so... You could literally have tools for, uh, for example, like crafting roads, making improving roads, um, in, like creating more public transportation, creating like more foliage, putting trees down, like planting trees so they would grow over time. Uh, basically beautifying your area, making your area more efficient, uh, doing all sorts of like interesting things. And also with your guild itself, you would have, uh, in the Gachi Lodge, you'll also be able to uh, there'll be a bunch of various furniture and, you know, things you can put on your walls, but you could also spend glitter to, like, pimp out your lodge, basically, like, make your lodge a really cool place to to hang out and, and have uh, social functions in. And so what that incentivizes is guilds to, instead of, like, taking their alchemica and dumping it on the market and extracting value, they would be LPing on the GAX and earning uh, the glitter token. Which they can then reuse within the within the game. Uh, obviously, they could just sell the glitter token, or if it for them, if if they will have a longer longer term vision, they could uh, you know continue spending it within the game to try and build up that position on the leaderboard. So that's kind of the. Uh... 
that's kind of the other idea that we have for how this could potentially work with Gil Chanley, uh, because. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, what, what I like about this uh, idea is, well, f first of all, you, get, you have Ghost, which is LP from uh, WizDai. And with uh, this model, you encourage uh, Alchemica slash Ghost uh, LP, right? So we, yes. um, oh, sorry, a Ghost slash Glitter, or, or first option. Uh, well, so yeah, on the, on the GAX, we will definitely have uh, Ghost to Alchemica pairs. And yeah, we'll most likely also have a ghost to glitter pair as well. And glitter is actually is as I understand is like kind of you pay it for acting in, in game, like doing moves in game, and so it's like activity in game. So with this, you encourage LP for, with from ghost to game activity, and I like like this uh, economy. Yeah, I think it's a really cool loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually really agree with that. Uh, you know, something that, you know, as you were talking that I thought, thought, thought was uh, appealing to me as a content creator, I might actually take Glitter as a currency for payment because I can use that to, like, pimp out my lodge, like you said, and make it look really cool and, you know, a unique place amongst other lodges. And so I could do that by, you know, charging people in Glitter for services that I might do in the gachiverse you know whether it's creating a video or you know cre just creating something because there's not just content creators there's artists there's yeah. like pe these people could start using the glitter token as a like as a in-game currency almost i think that's kind of cool yeah and um one thing we have alluded to is that potentially glitter could kind of take over from friends we, we mentioned this probably on the last two hangouts or I've, I mentioned a little bit, but uh, if, if, you know, right now we have this uh, st single staking for ghosts, which is really popular, but the, the utility of friends is limited and it's a little bit harder to expand that utility because it is, and it's an off uh, on chain balance. It's not a token. Whereas uh, glitter is a token and it's a little bit easier to, to use that for exchanging, for example, you could buy raffle tickets with it. You could um, do like other things within the game uh, with with your glitter that could be that could add to its utility. So there is a potential chance uh, we could uh, kind of phase out friends and replace friends with with glitter. Uh, obviously, after we have a big blowout raffle to to use up everyone's friends and and uh, have that big final event because there are a lot of friends sitting around and uh, waiting there, for that raffle. There's, there's another benefit uh, migrating from friend to glitter. Is it um, you can do the uh, pair against a die, uh, which means like millions of dollars per per year for DAO, which in interest. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah, it's, you, it, it was mentioned uh, in previous calls here. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty neat. I think there's a lot of benefits for sure. Oh, let's get Anthony up on here on stage. So that's kind of uh, yeah, if that's what we're thinking. I glitter is such an interesting token. Uh, it really is. You know, all these NFT games out there, they're all promising utility and they're all promising cool games and stuff. But I think at the end of the day, we're probably one of the only teams really, really building like a serious game around these tokens. And uh, if this game does well, Glitter 
will be a pretty in-demand token because it's going to have a lot of utility within the game. So obviously Ghost will as well because it's going to be paired with all these tokens and it's the governance token. And then the Alchemica are going to be mainly for the crafting part. You're going to you're going to get the Alchemica, you're going to craft your installations. And Glitter will be more as uh, a token that you'll be able to spend in-game without doing any, any sort of like on-chain transactions. So... Uh, Alchemica, you'll pick them up, you'll you'll kind of transfer them on-chain, whereas with Glitter, you might actually earn it on-chain, but you could actually deposit it into the game and spend it within the game on, on different things. So it's kind of going the other way, the opposite of, of uh, Alchemica. That's really, yeah, that's really interesting. Um... Yeah, I think the the glitter token is something that I'm probably maybe at the beginning going to be like hoarding because I know people are going to use it to speed up their structures too. And it seems like mm-hmm. uh, the, the build time is in block time, right? So yeah. uh, some of these some of these like higher level structures, they seem like they're going to take quite some time to build. Like I think maybe even like a month or more sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them, like the Lodge, I think the Lodge is probably the, like a, a level 9 Lodge is, is pretty slow. It's like, a, it's, a big, it's a big structure. And the uh, level 9 Altar is, is pretty high up there as well. Those are the kind of the two biggest, uh, slowest installations. But, you know, those are going to also give you the, the biggest, the Altar will give you the ability to unlock all the different uh, level 9 installations. And uh, the Gachi Lodge is—it's just going to be—it also is going to unlock some some things as well, higher level lodges. Uh, but it's also just going to be super pimped out. You'll be able to have like this super nice uh, meeting room for your guild that you'll be able people will be able to walk in and just be like, "Wow, this is this is really nice." So there's definitely a little bit of prestige factor in there. There's definitely always, like, in these kinds of kinds of games, uh, you know, Webb, I know you've played uh, some games like this, you know, like, uh, there was one you mentioned before called Albion, and, like, oh, people yeah. would buy, like, really expensive items. Oh, you played like, Albion? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fun. You um, know, I saw so the trailer for Albion. It seems like Avagachi in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it's a pretty similar concept. I would say that it's more like uh, it's uh, less actiony and more like uh, RuneScapey in the sense that um, you don't just like control-wise, like it feels more like a. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even really know how to best describe it, but it's definitely like a little bit of a different vibe. Like obviously, the the Avogadro's trend tend to be more like 8-bit like like uh vintage type feel as far as like gameplay goes so i expect the gameplay to feel a little bit more like that but um it's a lot of similarities especially in the way that like it's designed and the way that like every sort of item is player crafted and player like um gathered and then also like player distributed yeah i mean um you know, this actually brings up a good point that I was thinking about. Because in that game, I remember when you would use an item, it would get damaged. And then mm-hmm. you would have to, your item would kind of, like, 
um, you know, if you if you kept using it, I think when it was damaged, you'd break it, and at that point, it was useless. So you'd have to you'd have this bar, and it would like wear down to a point where if you went and saw a person in like a town, they could like fix it for like a fee, and then your item would be like reconditioned. Um, is how are you guys thinking about like items in the game? Because obviously, we don't want to be like breaking items because we're paying like real money for them, but also at the same time. There could be a mechanic, right, to kind of have some sort of sort of a maintenance thing where you have to like, you know, get it repaired every once in a while or like it wears down. So people aren't just like, uh, you know, so certain items don't become like super OP, you know what I mean? Yeah, we uh, we did have there's a thread on the Dow kind of talking about that. And uh, from from the research I've done and the games I've played, generally people hate repairing their items. Like, it's not something that is really fun to do. And it's hard to make it fun. Uh, and it's especially difficult for Gachi because we have our NFTs are 1155s. So there's no way to actually, like, fungibly tell which, which how often your, your sword has been used. All you could really do is uh, show it based on what Avagachi it's been used by. And so... We uh, had had a pretty good discussion in that in that chat, but ultimately um, didn't really think it was a great thing to pursue. Um, we did from that discussion that we did have the kind of a kernel of an idea, which would which is the uh, action points, which are more yeah. finite, although although they do recharge over time. And so there's always been this uh, this issue, which we. So on the on chain, uh, each wearable actually has a level that uh, could be added at which the the gachi must be before the wearable can be equipped. So currently, all of them are one or zero. There's no requirement. Theoretically, we could have added a level requirement for like a level twenty gachi to be able to equip uh, a link cube or or something like a powerful item. But I mean, <laughs> there was no level. 20 gachis when we first created these items so no one would have been able to equip it it would have been pretty dumb so that's why we didn't do that although we do have the option on on chain and so there's always been this kind of tension like well okay if we have a super powerful item like a like a, a hanzo katana what's going to happen if a level one gachi equips that and just like should they even be able to wield it because it's such a powerful item. Most MMORPGs would not let you equip the game's most powerful item on a level one player. So uh, ultimately, we obviously are not going to enforce that rule. But what we can do is we can have action points, the, the, the requirement for using that sword over and over again, uh, be considerably higher than like a common wearable. And so that... Uh, if you if you are a level one and you want to continuously use your sword, you'll probably just need to have a nice stock of AP potions sitting around that you can just chug and chug and chug. Uh, so it will yeah. be theoretically possible to use it, but it's kind of like a repair system in that you you would have to use it and then you have to wait like a, a, a not insignificant amount of time for your AP to recharge to be able to use it again. Nice. That's really cool. I like that mechanic. And and I guess there are going to be other ways to modify your AP as well, like um, through wearables. 
-hmm. Yep, wearables will, there are certain wearables that will increase your AP capacity in addition to the traits that we've been uh, discussing, which uh, good to bring that up. Uh, if you guys haven't already, definitely go over to Snapshot here. I'll post the link and let's let's see how this post is doing. We are uh, 4.7 million ghosts in, and so we're about we're about halfway through quorum, and the vote has five more days, four or five more days. So probably we'll make it, but definitely if you're on the call listening, you're obviously tuned in, and uh, you know if if this does get to a core prop, there will be XP dropped for it. So definitely uh, read read through the post here and. Uh, Kind of get a feel for the traits and then vote yes or no on whether you you uh, would like to update the traits based on the conversation. There's been a lot of a lot of different conversation happening in the chat here with many, many authors and many, many voices. So um, lots of really good changes proposed by the community to the traits that we initially came up with. And uh, so if these are accepted as in the SIG prop, well, then we'll make the core prop uh, Pretty, probably have a pretty quick turnaround on that. And then these new traits would be voted into Gachi Canon for the Gachi verse. Could we could we quickly just because I'm looking at the traits right now, could we just quickly go over the the four that we're yeah. looking at and uh, maybe just do because we just talked about AP and that makes you know so we're saying high energy gachis are gonna have more uh, like higher a higher AP right overall actually yeah. Um, so let's Here's the traits here. This is the proposed version. The old version is also in this, uh, this down post here. So yeah, um, in low energy would give you uh, more HP capacity. And HP is going to be used for, obviously, for hit points. Uh, but it will, it'll also be reduced when your gachi is sprinting. So if you hold down shift and you and you run, it's going to deplete your HP down to a certain point. What that certain point is, uh, we haven't totally decided yet. It'll, it probably won't be zero. <laughs> Obviously, you can't run your gachi to death, but it'll, it'll probably be something like maybe a quarter or 50%. So it won't, we don't want the gachi to be in danger because it's out of breath. But uh, yeah, we don't, we don't really want to, we don't want to have gachis edging at 1% health like, to get the, the most boost of their stamina out. And and the opposite with that would be high ga high energy gachis will be able to do more. So they're going to be you know more a bit more action oriented. They won't just be runners. They'll be they'll be actors. So they will have higher action point capacity, which will let let them uh, get a few more swings under their weapon, or potentially uh, when we introduce some form of teleportation, that's definitely going to consume energy. They're going to consume AP. So. Uh, that would be what AP is used for. Uh, That's really so, cool. Uh, nice. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm listening. Uh, aggression on the lower side would give you higher defense power. The defense power is basically armor, toughness, and potentially, this is a, tr a discussion we're also having internally about how to handle this. Um, so defense power could be potentially used as sort of a a boost on um, like if we eventually introduce spells, for example, like a healing spell, 
it could potentially be used for that as well. So if like if you have higher defense power, potentially your uh, healing spell would would be more potent. That's not really confirmed though. Currently, it's just for uh, armor. And on the other side, action speed or attack speed, basically this is, it's going to be like a determiner of how often your, like how fast your gachi's attacking is. So they might, like the, the animation for your attack might be a little bit slower if you have lower action speed and a little bit faster if you have higher action speed. Kind of like the, the, the cooldown between how often you can, you can uh, shoot or you know, swing your weapon. Nice. Yeah, it looks like it's going to pass. Yeah, so spookiness is uh, the, on the low side. You have regen, HP, and AP, which is pretty pretty standard. Well, uh, your gachi will have its own base rate of regen, but this will just increase that rate uh, significantly as you get higher and higher up. And on the other side is ethereality, which is kind of a multi-layered trait. It's more akin, like it's akin to kind of luck. And what that will do is uh, if you, so your gachi will have like a base layer of like uh, how lucky it is, which could affect things like you know, opening a treasure chest or uh, smashing, smashing a baddie, a liquidator, you might get something extra from it uh, if, you, if you roll. And also things like critical strike and evasion, uh, which by default, gachi do not have evasion or critical strike. Uh, but if they have like a wearable equipped that's going to boost their, their critical strike, for example, like it might give you a 5% chance of a crit, then your ethereality trait would boost that even more. So it might be if you have like 10% more, it might go up to 6%. Or if you have 20% more, it might go up to 7%. So it's kind of a situational trait, but you will get a a boost to your your lucky drop kind of thing. So that's that's spookiness. It's kind of a wild card trait. I and like it. Finally... I like the I like the spookiness. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost like the gotchiness of the gotchi, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It's a like... Yeah, it's like a it's a wild card. Like a, this is kind of the, the the trait that most games don't have. They have like, you know, agility and strength and intelligence. They don't really have like a uh, this kind of wild card fourth trait. So that's kind of one of the innovations of, of the Gachi system. And should finally, be, on the. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, in regards to ethereality, ether should there be like a lock picking ability for certain items? And then you can like lock pick, like let's say you, uh, you don't have access to a certain guild, but you're able to, you have a very high uh, ethereality avagachi and you have the right item. So you might be able to. Uh, you know, sneak around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like sounds suspicious. <laughs> Spotify is going to be all over that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so finally, the last one is brain size. On the low side, small brain, you're going to be have more melee power, which will affect any attack uh, or spell that is melee. And then on the high side, you're going to get more ranged power. Which it will affect any any attack that is ranged or any spell that is is ranged and it damages. So those are the four uh, changes and eye shape. Those are be those are to be con uh, to be confirmed. 
those will be part of a uh, another discussion, but uh, they wanted to get these four confirmed as, as soon as possible. So if you guys uh, want to get that passed, you like the changes, feel free to go and uh, vote here on the snapshot. And of course, if it does get to core prop and the core prop, well, even if it doesn't pass, you'll you'll still get XP for your gachi by by voting. So definitely go vote. Yeah, I went in just I put my vote in. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, I, I really like how this this set of traits for me as a you know just a casual gamer. This is actually a lot more easier for me to understand and is a lot more in line with a lot of other similar kind of games mm -hmm. that I've played. So it's going to be a lot easier, I feel, to pick up on this model compared to the last model where um, there would be a lot more technical analysis involved with, you know, gauging an Avagachi for a specific task. And this kind of levels the playing field a little bit for movement speed. Uh, you know, it still allows certain Avagachis to have a an advantage over others if they have the right traits. Uh, but it, it, you know, at least we're not going to have like a molasses slow moving yeah. Avagachi that can carry like you know two tons of Alchemica. Like to me, that didn't seem like a very playable character, even though it'd be it make for some fun, you know, situations in the grid. But in the Citadel, maybe nobody wants to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that takes care of that in a in a sense with the AP because now it's like if you're if you're like conservative with the way you move, you might actually be able to move very efficiently even though your gachi doesn't have the best AP capacity. If you use it sparingly or you don't drain your AP too fast, you might be able to move efficiently to where you need to get to. Yeah, and like if you have a uh, high HP, you'd be you know, you'd be able to sprint there. You'll be you'll be zooming like if you you get a road and you start sprinting like you're gonna move fast. <laughs> you're gonna be zooming. So when you have a trait that goes to ninety nine, is that, you know, does it does the trait the ability of the trait get maxed out at ninety nine or like for example if I have mm -hmm. a gachi that has like a one hundred and ten energy, mm -hmm. like how is is that gonna move a lot faster like a godlike speed? compared to the 99 it'll it will definitely continue increasing as it goes higher and higher uh it likely it will not be exponential so it's not like one point will not give you exponentially more than the previous point uh probably the best we can hope for is that it would be linear uh although it might potentially be you might have diminishing returns as you go like past basically like uh, the f the first point could have the most effect, uh, and as you get more and more points, you still get more bonus, but it might go that bonus might get smaller and smaller. That would be diminishing returns. Uh, for example, for armor, like you have to have diminishing returns. You can't you can't have it go up linearly because if you do, that then you get a gachi with a hundred percent armor and it, it it's invincible. So armor is a great example of a trait that you can't go linear on but for something like hp or ap those could probably just be linear and so if you the difference between 99 and 100 would be the same as the difference between 100 and 101 and, and so on 
That makes sense. That's cool. I'll definitely have like a 105 or a 110 just to see yeah. uh, how fast they can move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the traits. Definitely everyone go vote on those. Um, answer a couple more questions here. So we got win raffle. That's uh, got a question from Kez, Kez Bizazel. Win raffle. It's really up to up to the community at this point. Uh, we are shipping the Bible. We're going to try to get chapter four shipped uh, this month. There is a ton and ton of things. This, I mean, just, just the probably the you know everyone loved chapter three. This is probably even more ambitious than than chapter three. There's a a ton a ton of work that's going into this chapter uh, on the game balancing side. So we will try to get that uh, to you guys this month. But if it, if we're not totally happy with it, we might have to delay a couple days because we want we don't want to put out something that we're we're not really happy with. Although the work is going really well, and so the raffle it's really up to up to the community at this point. Uh, we can do if you guys would prefer, we can do a core prop and basically set it in stone that the next uh, raffle for like the next Gachiverse uh, parcel auction slash raffle will be when the community wants it. Uh, although, you know, we could potentially have some smaller raffles, like for, and it won't be for wearables most likely, but it could be, you know, for installations or for, for tiles. But uh, those are mostly going to be directed towards Alchemica at the beginning, because we want, we're going to have some really, really cool stuff for you guys for the, uh, for the initial play dropped Alchemica that's going to be coming. You could you can diamond hand the alchemica, or you'll be able to convert it into some very very nice uh, future installations that uh, are going to kind of cement your status as OGs. What I'm imagining right now is some kind of a really cool founder statue or something. I'd be like, damn, that would be cool to have my on my uh, on my property. Pretty much, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Uh, it should be uh we're gonna be posting the the announcement for that most likely early next week it's uh it's so lit oh dang so um for this alchemica drop is there a specific amount that you guys are dropping over like a certain amount of time or is it just all just raining down all at once they yeah it is a specific amount and it's gonna be dropped over the entirety of uh this kind of alpha a public alpha period, so we're we've estimated it to launch to to last about thirty days. That's how much Alchemica we're planning to, uh, air, to play drop during this time. Could be more, probably won't be less. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a decent chunk of Alchemica for sure. It's uh it'll be it'll be very nice to be walking around picking that up. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna live at my desk for like a couple days just uh. <laughs> Just like sleep on the floor, like right here. Throw a pillow down and get a bucket after once in a while. <laughs> it makes me wonder, though, with play to earn games, right? Because this was a this was like a couple stories that I read like many years ago about like these guys in um, I can't remember. I think it was in Japan or something, and it was like not common, but it would happen from time to time. Someone would be stuck in a cafe playing for so long. That they would like, you know, dehydrate themselves to death. You know, yeah. Like, please, you know, please don't. I mean, but... if if you <laughs> like, 
the reason we have gachi lending is so you know you can you can get some sleep and uh, <laughs> hand your gachi hand your gachi off to someone else in another time zone so you can get get well rested. Like you should find a buddy if like if you guys are really want to like do the play drop seriously, find a buddy in another time zone and just like split the alchemica with that person because then you can you can both uh, sleep well at night. You could you could make a whitelist on the gachi lending just for that person and you could you could say okay, we're going to share this gachi. You guys are going to take shifts. <laughs> so I mean, if you have 30 gachis then it becomes a little bit more problematic. But if you only have one gachi, then uh, you could you could do that. Find a buddy. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I like that because we all, you know, we all kind of know somebody at this point on the other side of the world. So why not mm-hmm. kind of collaborate with them, right? That's cool. And you can do it trustlessly. Yeah, I mean, it's, there doesn't have to be any trust involved. It's just like, okay, we got this rental contract. Um, the only you'd probably you'd want to automate it a little bit. Um, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be a little bit complex because you'd have to basically pass it like a football back and forth to each other. Uh, unless you, the other option would be you could make a, a burner wallet that only you and that other person have the keys to, and you could uh, share that. You could share the gachi with that wallet for a very long period of time, and then uh, each of you could play the play the game with only that wallet, so you'd have access to it uh, during that time, and you could split the split the alchemica fifty fifty. That's probably that would be one kind of another trustless yeah. way to do it. Yeah, that's really cool. That would be a cool. And your way gotcha to do can't it. get rugged, right? You can't get rugged because it's this wallet, even this burner wallet, doesn't own the gachi. It's just renting it. So the wallet couldn't transfer that gachi. Like if someone hacked your wallet or got your private key, you uh, you it wouldn't be able to steal the gachi from you because it's 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 only being borrowed by that wallet. Oh, that's right. Because it's kind of like uh it's not the primary holder, you know, the the smart contract would still say, Okay, well Coder Dan owns this gaji, mm-hmm. so therefore it's not going like it ain't going anywhere else besides back to his wallet. Yeah. So you gotta yeah, do it whatever can't be transferred. Want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh we're gonna have a cool way, uh kudos to Bearded for, for supplying a nice suggestion, uh, which is You'll be able to even so. If, let's see if I can explain it right. So the, you're the original owner, uh, but you want to have the gachi, the profit go to another wallet, which is not your wallet, but it's another wallet. So you, when you create the lending, uh, the, the the listing, you'll be able to set where you want your share of the alchemica to go, where you and the borrower will also get their share, and then you can have a third party share as well. So that's going to open up some cool composability as well. So this way, the uh, the Gachi Vault will be able to do like they'll be able to automate trustless lending, and they'll be able to send the Alchemica uh, directly to the owner of the Avagachi instead of the instead of to the Gachi Vault. So that's going to be this is super cool. Like that, the Gachi Vault and and their team is working directly with the guilds to discuss what kind of features the guilds want. And then they're kind of relaying them back to us, and we can help implement these uh, these kind of last minute improvements before the feature goes live. That's really but yeah, cool. Find a buddy. We need maybe we need a a channel or something in the Discord 
for uh for gachi gachi sharing yeah little... i think so it's a good idea uh, how long when gachi tinder Seriously, yeah, it's 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 gonna be cool. It's totally trustless, and yeah, the idea I was saying earlier, where you could have a burner wallet that you both of you share, and you could, the Alchemica, you could um, share it between both of you, basically trustlessly. The the gachi would be in that wallet. You guys could both play it, or however many people you want to play it, and uh, it it would work best with two, but you could do it with three as well. Three people could potentially share a gachi. And it would be. I'm sure a lot of the guilds are going to love that feature. Mm -hmm. And like, um, you know, so like some guilds, they're thinking about um, sharing some of the profits among guild members who are going out and getting a buddy. You know, like that's another way to think about it. If you're able to go and get another friend to rent out some of the guild gachis maybe there's an incentive for the guild member you know so that it's kind of cool how the contract allows for all these different arrangements and it's all built in you know yeah this is this is the uh decentralized future hey uh, bearded what's what's an average guild going to be taking for their third like their third party i'm very curious on what their do we have any any figures or know anything from the guilds on what they're planning to to use for the third party profit split? Um, third party meaning, um, sorry, go so ahead, Yannick. He has probably has data on it. <laughs> I would expect like half percent or like one percent or something, like not anything. You you can't get away with too much, right? I mean, YGG, what don't they take like thirty percent? Yeah, so <laughs> way more. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, no, I mean, like, from talking to YGG, they were saying 30% for them is, like, on the high end. I think they take closer to, like, 10 or 15 mm -hmm. um, from there because they get pri we, we primarily. Sorry, go ahead. We plan to take 5%. Yeah. It's it's actually so, cool because uh, with with the model of, like, the scholar, there's a lot more middlemen involved and a lot more management. So it makes sense that the, the cut would be higher. But uh, as more guilds come in and, and it gets more competitive, that guild percentage will actually get lower and lower. It'll probably go down to like, yeah, maybe the 5%, three to four, three or four to 5%. Would there's, be much this, um, scholar. there's this concept that the YGG guys brought up, you know, to me when we were having that call and it was like, uh, one of the concerns, like one of the reasons why play to earn games possibly get flack is from this false deception that it's like a sweatshop labor thing, you know, that uh, workers basically in third world countries are getting extorted. Uh, and this is just like, this is not true, first of all, but it's just an image that, you know, some normie people have of NFT gaming. And so to avoid, you know, adhering to any kind of image like that, like big guilds like YGG, they want to give the the player the primary earning capabilities when they're renting these assets. Because what they see is trying to keep the player within the ecosystem. So if they can get the player earning and moving up the ladder, 
um, the whole idea is that they don't stay scholars, right? Eventually, they become asset owners. And the best way to do that is to make sure that they're, you know, getting a fair cut for their play and then even a little bit extra on top. And then that way, they're able to actually move up the ladder, so to speak. You know, that that was like my take. That's what my takeaway from uh, how they're thinking about this. Like, what happens to a scholar? Uh, how like do they end up somehow joining the guild uh, as being more than just a scholar, but actually like an investor in the guild? Like, how do you move up the ladder in a guild? So, I mean, they have. It's interesting how they've done it. And I also see Bearded had his hand has his hand up there. Actually, uh, let's. Uh... We can uh, get him. I don't have the ability to get him up on stage. Yeah, it's right there, sir. There you go. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, hey. Bearded. Um, I was going to say something, and then I forgot. But <laughs> it'll come back to me. Just like, what? How do, what's the model of a guild? Like, how do they move from scholar up to... What's, like, what's, a, what's a step above a scholar? Uh, I can't remember the term for it, but you'd be, you'd be in the, like, they have two separate things where you're like a, a community um, member or you are a, a scholar. And then they have roles within that. So they have like a whole like kind of hierarchy structure. It is, you know, there are multiple levels to it. And then they have game ambassadors and their game ambassadors oh. go and find all these different games. And then the, what they're doing is they're actually tokenizing a lot of their assets that they're buying in these games. And then they're, they're taking the tokens, like the YGG token, and then they're distributing that to their players, basically, for compensation. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like with Avagachi, it might be a little bit different because they're going to be earning Alchemica. So there's a split there. And I'm not really sure exactly how they plan to do that in Avagachi, but I know other games, that's what they do. Yeah, uh, Bearded, do you have any like interesting perspectives on that? With you, you guys have been dealing a lot with the guilds, even more than we have. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, Doctor Wagme has been he's been sort of the the point person on on interfacing with the guilds. Um, but yeah, I think as people were, you know, as people were talking about in the chat, the um, kind of the the default split from Axie is more of like a 70, 30, 80, 20. Um, and of course, and that includes, you know, in their in their model, you've got the the thirty percent right that's going to the guild. That includes the payment to the guild and the the guild also being the asset manager, right? Whereas in our right. system, you know, to Yannick's point, right, Yannick's saying they're going to charge a five percent fee. That's five percent. That's the asset manager, right? Or the asset owner. Right. They're the asset owner. Um, but then the that's guild the comes party. in. Right, but then the guild comes in also as the sort of player manager, and they want to take their cut as well. Um, so I think, and that's you know, if if Yannick if Yannick was renting mm -hmm. to a guild, Yannick would charge five percent, and then yeah. and then the guild and the player would split the remaining ninety five percent, however they wanted to split it up. Um, what what we hope to do with Gachi Vault is build on top of your guys' lending protocol. And we'll we'll be storing on chain for each um, for each guild, um, and and when I refer to guilds, I'm thinking more about um, player focused guilds. Rather, right? We have we have a lot of asset focused guilds in our internal ecosystem, where we mm -hmm. have community members who who own a lot of assets. I'm 
when I think about guilds, I'm thinking about like YGG or CGU, which is more player focused. Um, but we'll be able to store on chain in our funding smart contract, um, basically the settings for each of the guilds that they'll be able to tell us, you know, this is what we want our splits to be. And then we'll be able to allocate different gachis that are in the gachi vault to different guilds. We'll store that on chain. And then basically, you know, anytime that we cycle through all the gachis in the vault and see, you know, okay, this gachi needs to be lent out or affiliated with, you know, with CGU, go to the CGU mm-hmm. settings, grab the CGU whitelist and, and make a rental. Um, and so it should be, um, it, it should work really seamlessly and, and um, optimally. And, and we're excited to, we're excited to roll that out. Yeah, it's, it's crazy levels of composability here. Super yeah, exciting. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's so cool that we can, like, we can build, we can build into the Gachi Vault smart contract, you know, our own functions that call your guys' lending functions and and store our own, like, settings and, and everything and then have a, a fairly simple, you know, bot that is just kind of similar to the petting, to the petting bot that is just cycling through um all the gachis checking to see if they if they're ready to be lent out and then and then just pulling the settings and and sending out the transaction it's it's super cool what would be cool is if you guys built a way for uh like a seller financing like arrangement to to exist where you have like terms that change like based on the the uh like whoever's you know got the bar like borrowing the gachi and then like participating with it or whatever like they can have you know they get to split right and maybe they have to have like so much of a balance um because they're getting drained all the time for their interest you know and of course their position would get liquidated if like they don't make good on how much like how much of a ratio they're supposed to maintain but uh i think that that would just be like a really interesting way for guilds to have like growth opportunity within themselves like maybe well, like the maybe like the split is like less attractive um to start maybe it's like 2080 like you're not you're only taking 20% of of what you make home but like eventually you're going to be able to own that thing you know like you already have a a price for it a lease yeah and rent to own kind of yeah i mean you could do it trustlessly like super super easily actually but our i mean our assets are all owned by individual users so um like i can't sell somebody else somebody else's avogachi for them no 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 but like they would you know it could just be a marketplace for it right like you have a price for your gachi and somebody can come in and and you know like enter the lending arrangement where i see the splits like really you know it's less favorable than the other one but like at the end of it there's the arrangement where uh like it could be good for from an investment from an investment standpoint to just like have a nicer rate, and uh, and get your you know get your gachi bought from you, like you know you get your cash out from it. I mean it's just right, like different if, strategy. Like if, the, if the floor yeah. price is four hundred, somebody comes in and says, "I'll pay you six hundred over the next you know two months." Um, yeah. By by exclusively by exclusively borrowing your gachi until it's paid off. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then, like, you got to be putting so much of the Alchemica that you're obviously making, like, into the smart contract even to, or else, like, you wouldn't even be considered, quote, making payments. And then, like, you know, the arrangement would have to get dissolved somehow. 
the only reason why that like for me from a seller perspective that wouldn't be attractive is because it would you know it would probably take the person a while to pay off yeah their debt and you know let's say let's say the floor price of avogachi is like doubles or triples in the right. in, in the three months that that happens no you're right i i'd say i mean it's like it's two sides of the same coin right because you get it's a it's a hedge like maybe you don't do it with all your stuff if you if you got you know more than one or it's i mean it's just in different environments it's going to perform differently than the other arrangement right because let's say the floor price of gotchis doesn't go up like then you're you've already sold your gotchi right or you know they maybe they can't keep payments on it or whatever you know whatever happens it's just i think it would be a cool tool for people to have i think that it and of course with blockchain you can do everything um just as a smart contract where third parties show up and and do it on their own behalf right like it doesn't even have to be for every kind of investor I'm not saying it's something like you guys should prioritize. I just thought it thought it'd be interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. We've got we've got a lot on our plate right now. Oh, I'm sure, man. It's like uh, it's the world's an open oyster. It's just whether or not you have like the bandwidth to do it before someone else does for a lot of these things. We're so far ahead of the curve here. Like, even if you don't, you you probably have six months before anyone would even like think of doing that. You guys were so far ahead of the curve on like Chi Dao and uh and the and the V Chi and all that. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah, that's really yeah, that, that really has started taking off in the last in the last couple of weeks. Um I think we just we got in on the right time. We got in at the right time with uh you know, with, with making our own version of, of liquid chi. Um I think in the I think in the next in the next couple of weeks it'll be really apparent all the the sort of synergies in play between what we're doing with the protocol owned liquidity for Vici and and having the V Ghost um, vault is is going to just continue to have really high APR and um, yeah it's 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 an exciting time we're getting we're getting like three hundred and fifty percent APR right now on our on our loans on on the Cheetah vault meaning that you you borrow backed by your V Ghost and Cheetah pays yeah. you. 350% APR, which is just <laughs> like would not happen anywhere else uh, in the world. And uh, the cheese, the price of cheese, it's holding up pretty well. It's like yeah, a dollar it, now. Yeah, it, keeps, it, keeps, it keeps going up. I mean, they, they amazingly rebounded from this. You yeah. know, they had the incident with um, it wasn't their fault. It was uh, uh, super fluid, right? Yeah, super fluid. They had all of the, all of their vested chi for the team was in super fluid and they got wrecked like 19 million chi dumped on the market so their the price of their token dropped like 80 percent, and now it's it's rebounded all the way back in in very short time so they've yeah they've been holding up really well i think they um and i think like our project and there's a couple other forms of liquid chi i think is is only going to help them because we are locking like when people when people mint Vici with Chi, it gets locked up for four years. So they already have like fifty percent of all Chi is locked up, meaning it obviously can't oh, wow. be sold. And most of it's I think the average time is like two and a half years. So they're just gonna increasingly and increasingly have more and more Chi locked in, in these contracts, which 
which means that there's just less to sell. Um, so it could be. I I think we'll see. And they also this was like dropped kind of quietly, but they for my they just got a they just got a chainlink oracle, um, which oh nice. You know the next okay. step. Next step for that. You know is, what's going to happen there. Yeah, uh, could see them on like Ave soon. So. Now yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. it's exciting to see big things happening for like in my mind i consider like avagachi and cheetah were the two projects that i got in on you know a year ago um with polygon they're like two of the og polygon projects so it's been great to see both of them um doing really well recently well uh, switch gears here guys for the second hour uh so we're going to be finalizing this uh, Dow Treasury Task Force uh, extension. The next next week, we'll be posting uh, the snapshot for this. And so, looks like if I count up how many people have re uh, responded here, three, four, it's got about nine or ten responses. So maybe a little bit more than that. So that uh, should be sufficient. And so we will make a snapshot with all the participants here and we'll have a little mini election and so uh, if you're interested in being on the dow treasury task force extension multi-sig uh, this is going to be a multi-sig that really the main purpose of it will be to hold a, a, a very significant chunk of the vested alchemica that are for uh, ecosystem basically the protocol liquidity of of the gax and uh, we as pixelcraft are really trying to move away from uh, having assets like these under our control because it really it's we're, this year we really need really want to move towards more of a decentralized uh, governance. So we believe it's a great first step to get these under the community, uh, but they are quite significant. So 15 multi-sig signers is necessary for everyone's security, and so uh, we will be getting that multi-sig set up once the vote has concluded and uh, and bring on the new new friends into the DTF. So if you are interested in being on this uh, multi-sig, won't really be, I don't, I don't anticipate there being a lot of action. Uh, basically, whenever we want to add liquidity to uh, the GAX or to another, uh, another um, DEX or potentially for exchange listings as well, if this, there could be a situation where we as Pixelcraft say, hey, guys, we want to we wanna list on uh, a very well-known exchange uh, that starts with B, uh, but we we as Pixelcraft didn't give ourselves an allocation of these tokens, and typically the exchanges want some sort of uh, liquidity supplied directly during the listing so they have uh, tokens. And so that would be uh, one example we might, we might come to uh, this the DTF and say, hey, could you, would uh, is the community interested in, in getting listed for these tokens? If so, we need this this much, which is not used typical for marketing. It's typically just used for uh, seeding the, the liquidity uh, on the exchange. Some of the times they might just uh, buy it from the open market. But sometimes they might do OTC. Sometimes they just request that that we seed uh, liquidity. So depends really on on the exchange. So DEXs or Centralized exchanges would both be potential uh, avenues for these tokens. So yeah, uh, if you guys are on it, I see China has a question. Um, yeah, basically, 
it's it's a pretty uh pretty lightweight multi-sig and but really just want want people who are committed to the community who are in this thing for the long term and so they're not just gonna uh kind of ghost uh, ghost us and and when we need them won't be able to sign so great i got three three new responses just uh this little pitch it's very cool uh another thing is um what do you guys think of the play drop hashtag that was a kind of a, a cool idea we had last night as we were thinking of a great tweet for that video and uh kind of there's all these like airdrop uh especially with ape ape token you know airdrop 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 everywhere and uh we're we had this cool idea we're not, we are kind of doing an airdrop but it's not just going directly in your wallet you have to pick it up so it's a it's a play drop what do you guys think of that hashtag if if you like it we'll probably continue using it in uh in more and more uh tweets and, and stuff that's a good idea i think that it's cool i think the idea of like uh you know you're talking about i have an exclusive items available for people mm -hmm. participating you know in the first you know inaugural time period whatever you want to call it but um i think it, the idea of having that available to people that like rent Agachi and like maybe don't even own it and just like go in the game and and mm -hmm. get you know their their play drop and uh can be part of the experience i think that that's like a that's a good marketing like sell like hey come get your play drop like try it try out our thing and you know you can lend yeah. you don't even have to buy one i like it yeah uh, i like it yeah it's cool because uh there's a proof of work element in it it's like yeah we're gonna airdrop technically airdrop all these tokens to everybody but you gotta part like you gotta participate and i like uh i like how that's been kind of a core part of avagachi since the start is you have to participate and uh even to maintain the value of your avagachi you know if you have a, a high kinship avagachi it shows that you're you're participating at like the base level i mean maybe not now as much because you have like uh, a lot of bot petting but at the start, like uh, when none of that was there, when there was no bot petting, uh, you had to kind of stay on top of your petting for like at least the first couple months before that came out, right? So it's always kind of been a part of the thing to to participate. And so, yeah, it makes sense. It's in line with uh, Abagachi's ethos, I'd say. Yeah, we invented the play drop, guys. As Gravy said, I don't know if he's, if he's here in the Hangout, he, uh, he, he posted on Twitter... That uh, he he got the snapshot for the time that it was created, so when people go back in the Twitter timeline, they will see Avogachi created the play drop. It is cool. It's and, and it really unlocks a lot of uh, really cool things we can do. Like um, one of the one of the cool parts about the partner parcels that we have with like YGG or CGU uh, Blackpool, they're they're actually gonna. Like we did a token swap with them to to do those parcels, and so we ex we definitely expect in the future we can do play drops of their tokens within uh, their partner parcels and like create experience around them that that people can actually play the game and and uh, pick up their token, like get a token as as a reward. So so we're we're creating a system for for that kind of uh, gameplay. It's gonna be really neat. Oops, did I, did I just drop some alpha there? I mean, I feel like that's been talked about a little bit before, but it's for, it's not like something that's well distributed. Yeah, I mean, we we do have uh, something... I haven't really talked, even internally, we really haven't talked about it that much, 
because we've just been so focused on getting the core gaming system, um, you know, stable and secure. But we have a huge chunk of ghosts just sitting around, kind of waiting for the game to be uh, to be live over over this period of time. And so potentially we could do some cool ghost uh, play drops as well with all the funds that are that came from uh, from the auctions. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, of ghosts just sitting sitting in those those wallets, ready for play drops. Yeah, I like the idea of like. Oh, so, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, Dan, what do you think about? Because this this was something I had thought about in the past in terms of lending. So, you know, rarity farming drops go into Argachi's pockets, and that makes them susceptible to those those rarity funding rewards being taken as part of the lending process. What do you think about having like an in-game wrapper of ghost that that is a different token that um that basically you pick up, you know, wrapped ghost mm-hmm. and 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 that way with the lending with the lending process you can differentiate between, you know, okay, I want to allow for a split of the in-game earned ghost, but I don't want to allow for right. um, for you to take my rarity farming rewards. Yeah, that's uh that's definitely possible. We will, by default, the ghost option will be disabled, especially uh, at the beginning when, when we're first getting started here, uh, because they won't, we're not anticipating there will be a lot of ghost or any ghost for this first, first month. It's all about the Alchemica this month. But as we, as we do mature, we'll definitely have like ghost play drops as well. And yeah, it might make sense if people don't want to share their rarity farming Alchemica, they might want to have like yeah, a wrapped version of ghost. That's a that's a good i good idea. That, that would probably make tracking uh, like in game in game collection easier, also since you don't have to worry about separating out the the rarity farming ghost versus the in game ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah, play dropping is gonna be it's gonna be big. Let's see. I got went through my DAO proposals. Um, if you guys weren't here at the beginning, we were talking a little bit about AM Ghost and why that guy got delayed. Basically, it was it's ready to go, and uh, we were literally thirty minutes away from deploying it, and then got the signal from the Ave team that V3 had just been launched, and there was a new V3 uh, AM Ghost token, and so we were like. You know, should we just launch with V2 or should we put a little bit, uh, delay a little bit and, and wait for to, to kind of work through uh, the changes that were coming from V3, which there weren't really many changes, but uh, it did break our one of our, our contracts. So we're kind of looking into how to fix that right now. It's a, a, quite a big change from the Ave side, which they told us in advance, but, you know, this is how these things go. Thanks, so ho- Mark. Hopefully next week. <laughs> Mark, I wish he had told me that the incentives controller was going to drastically change. I mean, the, yeah, the, the interface for that contract kind of kind of changed. So, yeah, that's the way thing, these things go. So we will try to get that out this week. Uh, we just need to figure out what is, what, how to handle um, the new incentives controller on their side. Yeah, you lost me at incentives controller. <laughs> yeah, that's for like uh, for like if Matic incentivizes 
liquidity, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, it used to be only one token, I guess, like one token per a, a token, and now I guess Incentive Controller supports a bunch of different tokens. I don't know. I, we were talking about it last week and trying to figure out what they changed. Would that be similar to like, you know, with Balancer, you can, uh, like individual projects can incentivize their their pools. So like on the, uh, for Cheetow, like if you mm -hmm. deposit my, you get Chi and Balancer token. I guess maybe Aves. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think like that. Yeah. Because right now they just support like one token, like Matic token. I think they want to support a bunch of different tokens, like any token. And so they, they updated their incentives controller, which broke our smart contract. Ran the test and a lot read. So we had to kind of look into that. Well, it'll be exciting, like day one or day two, when, when you guys get that up and running, we're going to move all of the, all of the Gachi vault ghost into, mm -hmm. into Ave. So it'll be immediately like, million dollars worth of liquidity on ave which will awesome. be yeah it'll be i mean it'll be great between that and then i think there was the um there was a proposal uh to add liquidity from the dow treasury i mean mm -hmm. we'll probably have like 10 million dollars of or more of of liquidity which should should open up some interesting possibilities around you, know, you could imagine around auction around auction time if you have mm -hmm. other assets you can just borrow ghost Against your against your other assets, yeah. you know, do the, do the GBM auction, try to make five or ten percent, and then pay it back. You know, three days later, um, yeah. that would be really cool. Would you? Uh, I mean, I guess it is a decision we should probably make as a as a community. Do we? Because we could go with V two. Uh, it is the tried and tried and true uh, protocol. There's there's been no hacks, uh, obviously. Not anticipating any hacks with V3, but it is very new code. So, one if we wanted to fast track it, we could just do V2 uh, for the AM Ghost, and then maybe a couple months later, we could uh, update the pool, create a new pool, or potentially this might by that time we might even have like glitter, or who knows? But we could uh, create a new pool in the in the Ghost staking contract with V3. Did you make, did you make Wham, Wham Ghost um, upgradable so that you could just so that you could just migrate it? No, over? you'd have to you'd have to exit and then come back in. Like, like for our, mm -hmm. so like for our for our token, it's 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 upgradable, and we're just doing like I'm like for V Ghost, right? We're we're just upgrading with basically a migrate function that you'll just call, and then it'll move right. it'll it'll move the underlying assets. So you should, I mean, I would think you'd be able to do that with, with Wham Ghost, right? That you could, you could just upgrade it mm -hmm. and have a migration function that would exit, exit V2 and enter V3. Yeah, we might, I mean, we probably could make it a proxy. It, it isn't at this moment because it's just more proxies to manage and more yeah. upgrades to manage. Uh, it, it's just a, it's own token right now. It's not a proxy. Uh, we yeah, potentially could do that. But you'd still need to exit it from the ghost staking and and uh, restake it into the the new pool on uh, on our ghost staking contract.
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I see what you mean. Instead of, yeah. Well, I'm going to think about it. Um, not so, really something I wanted to think about this week because we have so many other things going on. I wish they hadn't done yeah, that. Sure. <laughs> but, but it's cool that they launched V3. That's awesome. So it's, it's definitely good for the whole space. Yeah, I'm excited for the E. The E lending should be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe they'll launch some more protocol incentives. Yeah, that'd be nice. Man, yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, I'm sure Matic and uh, Ave have, you know, some plans for how they're gonna unroll some more of their ecosystem like funds. But who knows when that's gonna be? I have a. I have a question about uh, so on launch here. From my understanding, that it's going to be like a full. You you guys refer to a term uh, minimum minimum viable gain MVG. Mm-hmm. I think was the term. Um, so what are some of the things that when we start, you know, like the first week of the Gachiverse, what are some of the things people will be able to do? Um, like oh, there's yeah. going to be the alchemica yeah. collecting, but are people going to be able to build like harvesters? Are there going to be installations enabled, or is that going to be like another second phase launch? Yeah, we to get uh, to get out something in March, we had to basically move those to to the next release, which was slated for April. And so, what you'll have when you initially come in uh, during March or like March 31st, and then throughout April is basically it's going to be an Easter egg drop where you're just, it's just going to be Alchemica in three different sizes with they come in one, five, and 25. And so you just be able to walk around and find Alchemica, pick it up, and uh, it's, you know, it won't be the most exciting thing, although it is going to be pretty cool when you when you stumble across a 25 and you, and you pick that up. I mean, I played it. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty awesome. So you'll get your carrying capacity. Basically, just keep uh, searching for Alchemica. It's going to pop up every couple minutes. And so you'll just be, you can uh, wait around for it to pop up, or you can run around and search for it. And during that period, yeah, you'll we'll be dropping a very, very significant amount of Alchemica, which you can harvest and uh, take back to the withdraw station, the Vortex, bring it off-chain. And then there will be some installations that you can, uh, well, there'll be, there'll be one installation that you can craft. And there's also going to be some very, very cool looking OG tiles that you'll have for your parcel that you can also craft. Laying down the groundwork. I love it. OG tiles. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, these OG tiles, like they're going to be very limited time. The way we're doing it here. Is uh so none of these have a like there's no fixed quantity of how many can be minted. Really, all all the the biggest um, limiter is how much alchemica is going to be dropped in the game. So, uh, for the, especially for the tiles, there we don't really know how many there will be at the end. It's that's how all the crafting will work. Generally, we're not going to enforce like a a number a max quantity of how many of something can be created because if you do that then it leads to first come first serve which we're really trying to avoid and so that's why we called it crafting because you can within the period of time allocated towards that craft you can craft it and if uh if you miss it then you missed it but 
however many are crafted during that period of time is, is how many will exist. And then after that crafting period is over, that installation is deprecated and can't be crafted anymore forever. So that's uh, kind of what why these tiles and, and installation will be so special, because you will never be able to craft them again. Dang, that's crazy. Um, could we get a, <laughs> is it possible to get like a teaser? Like what do these tiles look like? Because uh, I'm kind of curious to know. Or is that something we have to wait for? Yeah. What do you think, Zibot? Should we should we drop one or should I think we hold you should on? drop a teaser? <laughs> or should we wait? Maybe drop a corner. How about how about you just drop a little corner? Just a sneak peek. Just a tiny a little corner. Bit. Show us a corner. Come on. Show us your corner. I also want to shout out uh, Master Yang just dropped uh, an art piece in the chat, some gachi art that was created by um, a well-known artist, like another uh, NFT artist, uh, Dark Farms. Uh, he, he dropped it there in the chat. It's a pretty dope-looking piece. Uh, he has, like, these little... The way he did the little gachis, they yeah, all have, yeah. like, a little personality to them. <laughs> I like the raffle too. We do the raffle. It's kind of a neat. Jordan is teasing us with the loading. Yeah. It's not real. Don't fall for it, guys. But uh, yeah, the tiles are pretty sick, and definitely the installation. It's it's gonna be pretty mind blowing from what I've seen. All right, Zbot's getting the corner. <laughs> <clears throat> May I ask the a question? Tiles, uh, go ahead. Uh, well, will uh, traits affect your Gochi, for example, speed in this first version? No, they won't. None of the traits have been implemented yet uh, within the game. Everyone's going to be the same speed, same carrying capacity, same same health, everything. Cool. Yeah, We're identical for now. Minimum viable game here. We're trying to get out as much as we can as safely as possible, you know, without uh, with with is kind of rolling out the features as we do in a in a kind of iterative way. Uh, but I was going to say for those, for those of you who don't know about the tiles, basically a tile is uh, it's a layer under on top of the parcel, but under the installation. So you can equip installation on top of a tile, and the tile rests on top of your parcel. So uh, where you have the normal, like the purple grid, it'll be basically on top of that, and it won't you won't see the grid underneath. So tiles are pretty neat. They are so like, it's a, like dance a floor, a fancy rug. <laughs> yeah. Are there going to yeah, be different have... types of uh, like different sizes of tile, or are they going to be like generally like a standard size? For the ones that we're, we'll be putting out uh, for this round, I think they're all eight by eight. They're all like the size of a humble parcel. Gotcha. Oh, so if you have like a spacious, like you can you can arrange different tiles. Yeah, yeah, you can oh, have. Oh, that's very the, cool. The tile is a whole separate grid. So you have your installation grid, which is on chain. And then you also have your tile grid, which is also on chain. So you, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Let's oh see. wow, that that really is a corner. 
<laughs> that's cool though I, I get the idea of it I get the idea behind it nice okay Yeah, and and the interesting thing about uh, tiles is when you equip an installation and you unequip it, you you're basically burning that NFT. You you like if, if it's like a reservoir or a harvester, even even the limited edition one. Uh, when you once you've equipped it, you can't unequip it. Uh, without burning it but with the tile you can unequip it you can just you can move it around wherever you want that's kind of a, another difference between tiles and installations are are the tiles going to be sellable are they going to be able to can yes. you list tiles on the bazaar yeah we will be adding those to the bazaar cool i know what i'm going to be doing for that first week then be uh crafting tiles you can be farming farming tiles Farming, farming, and crafting tiles. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be many. There's gonna be many humble, humble agachis trying to do that. It'd be interesting if, uh, like, what is there any limiting factor other than like how many resources can be gathered and want to be used to craft these things? I mean, like, I guess there's an advantage to holding on to some of them and not crafting all of them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, it's kind of a strategy, you know. Do you want to spend your Alchemica to to craft these like super OG items that could potentially do very well if the game does well? There'll be some of the kind of like the Agent wearable set or like the Santa hat, kind of these very OG items. Or do you hold on to the Alchemica and save it for when the actual uh, harvesters and reservoirs launch so that you can have like a head start on your parcel? That's kind of the decision. Would be a good game without strategy and different ways of playing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder, you know, um, which parcels I will be unwrapping and engaging with that. Well, I say unwrapping, but like, I like, what would be the term for that? I guess an so opened and an unopened parcel. When you survey, survey, surveying your parcel, like you would go for survey. surveying oil, and drilling it. What's yeah, there. So like unsurveyed parcel versus a surveyed. When are we going to get to survey the parcels? Is that going to be like a later, again, like a second phase kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, that's going to yeah. be the the uh, second launch, like in the public. That's that's really the the full launch. This is really just kind of a. It's it's almost like a like a pre-launch where you guys who are already here will be able to pick up some Alchemica and. The, we can kind of people can get used to gachi lending and just people can figure out their flow before the full game begins i like it it's like a soft launch it's like we're giving people a chance to get acclimated to setting up in the game because we have so many guilds and stuff that need to organize their operations and then we're going like all out you know we'll launch everything else and yeah we're aiming to launch the gax uh, sometime in April, we do. It should be fairly smooth, but we we do want to have like a nice UI for the Gax, make it look cool, and so yeah, we're planning to launch that in in April. You're telling me you're trying to innovate on the on the literally every other single Dex's uh, layout. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 definitely gonna like 
work something and then kind of play with it a little bit. We're not going to change yeah. too much because there is a lot of, of complexity there. Uh, yeah. One cool thing about the GAX is that the, the fees will be much lower than any other decks because of we don't really need to attract uh, liquidity as much because we have this nice ecosystem vesting uh, allocation. So they will be significantly lower than other decks out there. Nice. And best it's gonna place to swap. Time. Yeah, for, for Alchemica, it will definitely be the best place to swap for sure. And uh, it'll take some time to get like linked up with uh, with like One Inch and some of these other different DeFi protocols. I'm sure like launching a Dex is not a not a simple thing, but we will try to move as fast as we can on it. Yeah, that'll be cool. It'll be cool. Like you said, there's going to be a lot of strategy with this. Like uh, whether you want to hoard your Alchemica. And then do these LP positions where you're pairing it with uh, with Ghost, and then earning the 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 glitter token, or alternatively, you're bolstering yield on your parcel by by uh, you know crafting with the Alchemica, and then leveling up all your structures. And so I'm sure it's going to get very like there's going to be a lot of data collected, and there's going to be people that create tools, but it's going to get like very analytical for some people who really want to decide. For me, like I just, I don't know, personally, I'll, I'm just going to be crafting stuff. Like I like, I, I want to really like play the game, but then I'm also going to have, you know, I'm going to do some LP stuff too, because I want the, I want that glitter token. You know, it seems like it's going to have a lot of uses in the game. You're not going to want to be glitter poor. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Especially earlier on, I'd, I'd imagine the, the glitter rewards are going to be really good at the start, um, and then maybe later on, it might not. You might not get as much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There might be some really healthy rewards at the start. Is it capped or is it uh, unlimited? Like, what are the tokenomics? I guess you guys are still working on it, but uh, it's going to be okay. like a limited, scarce amount, or is it going to be kind of like the ghost token? Uh, gl- uh, glitter token uh, tokenomics. We should probably do a separate video on that one, but it's uh, it is in chapter three at the bottom there, and there's uh, I believe there is one trillion glitter. Uh, that will it's a cap supply again over a long period of time, like thirty years. But uh, the reason we went with one trillion was we count we calculated out all the blocks that would be necessary to like build out um, the, I think it was the entire world. We calculated all the parcels and all the, like a, how a normal player, a normal rational player would play the game and uh, calculated out how many blocks they would need to spend their glitter on to like, to uh, achieve their goals. So not super logical. I mean, there's, it definitely was a, a very um, rough analysis, but we felt that one trillion would should be enough uh, glitter because it will be burned. It's when you use it, it gets burned for for that purpose. Uh, when you when you spend it to speed up your crafting, and so for burning it, we got to make sure that we don't run out of it like ten years later. And so we did give it a pretty pretty high amount based on the number of blocks that that it would be uh, like uh, shortening. 
Well, I'd say that's more rational management than uh, most, like 99.9% of fiat currencies. So, like, you guys are doing pretty good there, I'd say. Even crypto projects, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty much any shit coins, like, better than, like, the best fiat token, so. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, I mean, on that, I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's my take on it anyway. But, like, I think, I think the way, the way you guys have thought about the tokenomics has been, like, pretty thoughtful, especially 30 years. Like, that, that just comes to show, like, um, how far out you're thinking about this and maybe how many, like, iterations are going to be over top of the Gajiverse, you know? Like, imagine 10 years from now when there's, like, a what the gotcha verse is going to look like like what is yeah. the citadel going to look like 10 years from now is it going to even look like the way it does now you know yeah yeah i mean we want to build like these these mmorpgs they definitely they never really die it's just they're they're some of my my favorite games are still going uh so eventually we want we would love to get it to a point where the community is like even running the servers that we have set up like a lot of these mmorpgs do and we're just, uh, you know, we're, we kind of are part of the community in, in maintaining this game and obviously pushing new features and things, but uh, like it's uh, redundant between multiple, multiple like uh, regions and multiple groups within the community. And I mean, really, the connection... there's no way for it to die. It's on the blockchain. Yeah. I mean, the, the connection there, I mean, even for a game that's, uh, you know, alternatively not on the blockchain, like, uh, I started playing this game RuneScape when I was quite young and I still have my account from back then. And I, I sometimes go to my land that I made, like I created, built this house on my land. Like uh, I was probably like 18 or 19 years old and I can still go there and go like, look at it and like, yep. you know, interact with it because the game like still exists and, you know, maybe not as many people engage with it, but you can still, you can still go back there and interact with these things you created in the past. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy to have the tools like we have now where like every user can even custody those things on like their own hardware. They can, you know, show up to all these permissionless tools that just read their assets and write them however they, you know, they signed the contract to do so with. It's, uh, it's definitely an interesting time, that's for sure. I also like how how deeply we've interact uh, integrated blockchain into our game. Like you know, a lot of other projects are they're they're claiming to be like full Web three projects, but they're not quite. I feel like they're not quite there in a lot of aspects. Um, and the way they use their token is kind of like more on a surface level, whereas we've really kind of fully integrated in into like this like. Uh, Hopefully it's like a circular economy where people are earning and then they're re you know reallocating their earnings back into the game to increase their earnings and you know it creates this like uh like a feedback loop. And so it's it's really cool how how much thought's been put into that aspect. Yeah, it's all to get like that value circulating to get a lot of work done, right? That's what economies want. It's like that uh, circle of win concept. Yeah. Virtuous cycle. It makes, me, yeah. it makes me wonder how uh, rarity farming is going to change going forward, or if it's going to change going forward. Because I know right now, rarity farming is kind of a big part of that circle of win. 
but we're going to have these other aspects that come in as a part of that circle. And so is there going to be some sort of a, you know, rebalancing of how you earn in the game or rarity farming rewards still going to stay the same, but it's going to be more exclusive. Like how, how do you see rarity farming going forward? I mean, not getting into specifics, but in a general sense. You know, I, I think the rarity farming uh, as it is, it's, it's pretty interesting. And I think it's, uh, there may be a good path forward for just continuing it as it is. But the way that Avagachis are ranked, I think that the way that they earn their kinship or their XP, that's the thing that's going to be changing. Because right now it's, uh, as everyone knows, there's just petting bots petting for kinship and XP is, is pretty cool. The way that it, um, it's done with the voting and that's, that's done amazing things for our voting. But uh, once we have actual functional games that people can uh, earn XP and uh, potentially even kinship for playing, that will really kind of set the bar in and change the way that gachis are ranked on the on the leaderboards. Because you'd you'd have more opportunity to actually uh, interact with your gachi, not just like petting it twice a day, but actually taking it out. And as you're adventuring around, maybe you discover. Maybe you do a quest that earns you kinship for that day, or you might just dis discover an XP potion while you're battling a monster. And so that would be another... If we wanted to keep rarity farming exactly like it is right now, we could just kind of improve on the mechanics that people are ranking their gotcha by. There is one downside to rarity farming is that it creates those boom and bust cycles. And uh, mm -hmm. people, uh, there, yeah, it, some people can man manipulate that, like buy variables, sell, sell variables. As, that's why um, I personally not really liking it because it's, it, I think it's better to uh, uh, came up with some more gradual uh, distribution loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's also. It's a lot of ghosts to be giving out in a short period of time. So I, in that aspect, yeah, it's if if we could find a more maybe, uh, well, it is it, it's I don't know. I go I go back and forth. Sometimes I really like rarity farming and think it's like a really it's a cool mechanic. And there there are plenty of downsides for sure to it. But and part of them is just it's a lot of ghosts to be giving out, and we have to think about where that ghost is coming from. Because right now, trading fees is not really enough to support 1.5 million ghosts uh, every few months. But, and within a uh, short period, you have this yeah. uh, very active market within uh, four weeks, but then uh, little is happening. So... Mm -hmm. it, it has been very active. I, I think having the game live will, will help that market a lot as well. There'll be just more demand overall for, for wearables. It is already picking up very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, more people like interfacing in any which way, like they're going to want different, ex they're going to want that like experience to change a bit. Like, you know, they'll take one wearable, they'll sell it, they'll buy a different one, they'll just like change their look or whatever. I mean, it's just like the more things that there are for people to do, there's going to just be more activity across the board. I've noticed the portal sales are very slow. Is that just because? Like, what's uh, is there just less demand for portals 
or their like the unopened portals are going back to almost almost thousand ghosts for some of them. They're kind of at like a seven fifty or eight hundred floor. Um, but I remember before Haunt Two, they were at like t- almost three thousand ghosts. Of course, ghost was only a dollar I think at that time. So maybe the the actual prices in fiat is is almost the same. Yeah, but I mean. It, it, it's interesting. It might have something to do with like the fact that they're just there's nothing there's no XP accrued and there's no kinship accrued on it, you know? Like it's a miss it's a missed opportunity in that respect. Yeah. I could it's, actually it's a, it's a... I actually see I kind of agree with that actually, because what I've been seeing in the bazaar is uh the value of gotchis with higher kinship have been uh you know, you don't see as many gachis on the floor with high kinship anymore. But that used to be very common. You would see yeah. uh, a, a gachi there, you know, maybe not the greatest BRS, but the kinship is high. And you'd see it sitting on the floor there for like weeks and weeks, sometimes even months. And uh, now you don't see that as much anymore. So it seems, it seems like there's maybe some market making activity like going around uh, like kinship and XP specifically. Yeah. I believe it. This I see one kinship seventy four, uh, BRS five twenty eight selling for seven hundred eighty nine ghost, and then you, above it, right above it, you have uh, four ten kinship going for a thousand eighty eight ghost. So there's there seems to be a kinship premium, which is which is to be expected. Yeah, I mean it has the most to do with channeling. In my opinion, the kinship and the XP uh, values, and this is not financial advice or anything, it's just what I think. I think uh, the kinship and XP is hasn't really been, uh, you know, priced in or valued in fully to the fullest extent yet, because nobody really knows what sort of yield is going to be expected, like in relation to those things. Once there's more data on it, I think I can expect that people will start pricing that into their value of their gachis a little bit more when they're looking to sell it yeah what like what do you guys think happens if we if we launch alchemica i mean it's it's impossible to say what's going to happen but if alchemica gets launched and our floor prices that we've uh discussed with the community are very very conservative in my in my opinion i mean if they launch and immediately 10x, what does that do for the price of an Avogachi? That would be a Are lot. Are you talking about the price of uh, Alchemica? Sorry, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, like, like the FUD, the FUD, FOMO, AlphaCAC prices. The prices we put in, that we're going to launch them on uh, QuickSwap with, some, with some, some floor prices. Just because we have to, someone has to set a price on QuickSwap. Otherwise, someone's going to fat finger it and it's going to look stupid forever. But we, we, uh, we do our. We're planning to create some initial token pairs, like we outlined in the DAO thread, uh, but we have to put a price for them, and so we are going to do it in two tranches. Uh, with with uh, the first one will be about ten thousand dollars of liquidity, so it's not a lot of liquidity, but it'll be interesting to see what happens to the prices during that time. Does it all get sucked up? Like what's going to happen? If it does, then that that means that Alchemica is going to ten x. Like oh wow yeah i didn't even think of that but uh that's definitely something to consider yeah because like uh 
you know, the rate of earning in the Gachaverse is also limited to what level your structure's at, and that's going to take a while to level up. So, you know, people who want to level up their structures might want to just go into the market, buy up as much as Alchemica as they can, level up their structures, and then they've now bolstered the yield of their parcel. You know, they've kind of leapfrogged, like, the, the process a little bit in a way um, compared to, like, the organic, just, like, collecting and building. Yeah. So, I can see there being a lot of demand for that. Dr. Wagme made a good point that uh, Alchemica will skyrocket instantly. Bot will, bots will guarantee it. And that's why, uh, yeah, you always always use uh, judiciousness when you're when you're testing out buying and selling anything that's new as far as tokens go, in my you know, humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah, um, the like bots will do stage. what the bots will do, and they, they do moon tokens. Any like new contract out there experiences this. Mm -hmm. That's why we're not, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not doing like an IDO or um, some things like that, which we could have, but it, I think those are generally more harmful than they are helpful. Like it's it's usually in a big event, and you get a bunch of our our bots coming in and just like rugging everyone. It's uh, MEV bots coming in usually is uh, is pretty nasty. So we're going to kind of do a stealth launch where we get the Alchemica on there with fairly low liquidity. And we're not really encouraging people to add liquidity. It's really just to to get a price of Alchemica because QuickSwap won't be giving rewards. We're not even really interfacing with them. It's not not really worth it since we're kind of we're going to we're planning to move to the GAX anyway. That'd so, be good. Yeah. What is the initial price? The initial price is it, it no matter what we put it at, it's not ideal. <laughs> the it's probably most likely it's just gonna go up. Yeah, well uh just the free market will increase discovery over time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, "Why the GAX instead of QuickSwap?" Uh, it's a it's a kind of a philosophical question. We really just want Avagachi to own all of the different aspects of our protocol, and we've had pretty we've had a good experience with QuickSwap. They're like syrup or dragon pools, whatever they call them. They've just they kind of took rewards away from all all tokens that didn't. Uh, supply their own, like our own ghost token to their pools. And so they haven't really, it's, it's been, there's a, a general lack of support on Polygon for tokens uh, in, in terms of liquidity, unless you do a token swap with them. We, we give them ghost, they'll give us their uh, AP, like incentives. And so we don't really believe that's an, uh, a very effective measure for getting liquidity for our tokens. And so we believe that we can compete against uh, the DEXs at, at least at a, ver a bare minimum for our own uh, economy tokens by having our own uh, DEX that, that the community owns. And if other projects want to come onto the DEX, onto the GACs as well, uh, we won't turn them away, uh, but the trading fees will be lower and the LPs will not be receiving trading fees directly. They will receive uh, the glitter token. Trading fees will also be going towards play-to-earn rewards that will be funneled directly back into the Gachiverse. 
So it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool. Um, if you think about, you know, in uh, in DeFi, there's this maxim: if you don't, if you can't explain where the yield is coming from, you are the yield. And so we want with the GAX, uh, we want the GAX is a great way to help explain at least partly where some of this yield is coming from because all the trading activity on the GAX is going to generate yield for the Gachiverse. It's going to generate play to earn tokens. And so that's a, a pretty cool way of uh, continuing kind of this virtuous cycle. There's very few protocols in, in crypto that actually generate real revenue for their for their uh, their users. Like Aave is a great example because they have their flash loans and their liquidations. They take a cut of the the borrowing and the, they take they they take the the, uh, the the spread. We don't really do that, but we can take trading fees and uh, in return give out uh, the glitter token. Yeah. I like how you Thanks mentioned. Uh, I like how you mentioned the that you might not turn other protocol other you know tokens away but you might consider them if they're kind of uh you know participating to some degree like what i think of when you say that is like uh ygg token for example if they wanted to get more involved like get that token more involved as a part of what they're doing with their partner parcel in avagachi and events that they're doing in avagachi then maybe like one of the ygg tokens is something that gets you know listed listed on on the GAX. you know maybe there'd be a proposal or something around that people have to vote for that but it's interesting yeah. you know yeah generally we we will uh prioritize our own own ecosystems tokens and also probably stable coins just because everyone loves alpine for stable coins and it's a good uh a good entry way to have like ghost die or ghost usdc you can have uh, Alchemica, USDC, and have a lot of, uh, oh, there's a lot more volume for those kind of pairs. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It's definitely, we we wanted to launch this DEX back when we initially launched on Polygon, but we just didn't have the manpower to do it. It's a, it's a big thing to do a DEX. But if we had, it would have been pretty cool to have our own decks instead of having to rely on Polygon on on QuickSwap. They've been they've been great. They were great launch partners. But uh, I think we are at the point where we have all these tokens. We need our own decks. We need to kind of control our memes of production. You have so, so much more like ability. You just have so much more control like over that way where you can prioritize your own. Um your own ecosystem stuff like maybe it's no brainer what were we saying hefe i was gonna say uh how would people interact with the decks in the gotchaverse yeah well most likely we'll have like a pop-up but you might initially you might just need to go to the decks but we'll probably we'll definitely natively integrate it I mean, that'd be cool if you kind of forked the decks somehow. And, you know, I think if I had like an NPC DAP on my parcel, then I would have like a kind of like a portal to access it. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So many possibilities when that SDK comes out. 
I think yeah, I, I just the amount of creativity that that could put some people's hands is pretty overwhelming. Uh, I mean, on that note, I'm gonna have to. I gotta run. I gotta go. Uh, I do like this online class every Saturday morning, so it's right. right after this hangout. So uh, it's been good. We talked about a lot of good, uh, touched on a lot of good topics in here. Yep, today. I'll probably get off too, guys. It's been a great hangout as, as as always. Looking forward to having this hangout one day in the Gachi verse, but also yeah, as more more friends come in, um, I think it's like once gachi lending kicks off we're going to be getting a lot more new players coming in and uh, if you guys have any ideas for uh, videos that you would like to uh, us to create on gachi U, kind of the official uh, channel feel free to uh, post them in like the the chat or dm us or anything we are trying to help the uh, onboard a lot of the, the new players coming in we are we're gonna get a very quickly we're gonna get like kind of an onslaught of new new players coming in and we need to have good content so if you guys think of any uh good areas that are really really ripe for a video feel free to let us know yeah you can uh, tag thrax cheers guys good night yeah thanks everyone yep. have a great day good, good night Got you love see you soon Later. yep bye